What the F's Wrong With Me podcast. It's Divya Rosenberg here, and we've been gone for a little while, but we're back. Um, And we're back with a special episode. Um, This episode is going to be super special because I get to interview someone I'm very close to, um, and she really wanted to tell her story about something that's really near and dear to her heart and something that she's been going through for a while. Um, And I think a lot of people are going to relate to this one today. Um, So... Without further ado, please welcome Paris Carney. <laughs> you guys, sorry, we don't mean to pwn you like that. I, if you thought it was someone much more exciting, I apologize. No, you're the most but... exciting guest we could have. <laughs> A guest, aka both hosts, are here yes. once again. Back at it. For your listening, hopefully, pleasure. Happy sa- uh, Saturday. Happy yeah. September. Happy September. Oh my gosh, August felt like forever. It did, but it felt really fast as well. Did it? I felt it lingered way too really? long. Really? Yeah. Even though it's gone, it feels like a really long month for everyone. I feel like a lot of people, like, I feel like a lot of people who are into astrology and horoscopes were like, get me out of August. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, nobody likes this. But there's a lot of people's birthdays. And I think it's just really hot. It's like this limbo between oh. summer and school and fall. Yes. And we're in a heat wave right now in Los Angeles, so pray for us. Please, 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 please. Pray for us, Um, honestly, and for everyone else, but... Yeah, just pray. (laughs) Just pray, please. Just do it. Just be good. Just be a good person, but... Yeah. But Divya, I loved that introduction. So good. And this is... uh, This, for me... I know I probably have said this before, but this particular one for me is a very important topic, and it, like, makes me my heart pound already like thinking about having to talk about this because it's very uh near and dear to me currently so i don't know divya if you want to kick it off yeah let's kick it off suspense Um, so yeah this is this is a big one for pair and we're we're gonna go a little deep we're gonna go pretty heavy Mm, um and just we want you to ride the wave with us today and really enjoy this specific episode. There might be a part two, hopefully. Yeah, no, there's going to have to there be a part two. There has to be, two. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But today we're going to talk about Paris's fertility journey. Um, and I would love if you just started us off from like, let's rewind a little. Let's go back a decade or two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just let us know where it started and where you're at now. Okay, well, first of all, I want to I want to make sure that you're okay if you listen to this, if you're going through any fertility struggles, maybe if you can't um, take this right now, don't listen to it right now, because I know for myself, it's been a very kind of touch and go experience. But to answer your question, Divya, I I think to backtrack a little bit for starters, as you know, I got married 10 years ago over 10 years ago now, to my incredible husband, Gregory. And essentially, there was so much history for me regarding motherhood and sort of like things that taunted me in my mind. But I did think, yeah, I want to be a mom. Like there wasn't really like a definite no or yes ever. But when I got married, we for sure had like the five-year plan. We're like five years from now. And then five years came and we were like, 
more years, like <laughs> not five years. And, you know, we're building our career. We're trying new things. And basically at like seven years of marriage, I want to say something in me just switched. And I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to try to start a family, even though I'm not where I want to be in my career. I think it's the time, you know, I went to my husband like I'm ready and he had been ready for a while. I just think that's I don't know if that's an interesting detail. He'd been fine and ready, but obviously on a woman's body, it takes a lot more out of you. That was a fear of mine. And so basically told him I was ready. And so like, you know, we started the process. So I know you can imagine. People, <laughs> love when what people talk means. about that. <laughs> uh, not, and we were practicing before, don't get me wrong. But we intentionally, you know, we stopped. I, I just, fun fact, not really fun fact, but I did not take birth control. I only took birth control the first year of our marriage, I, the nuvering. And then I was like freaked out by it and stopped taking it. So I was, we were just on like the method of tracking which also important detail, I have been regular in my cycle and my period for my whole life since I was 12. So I thought, wow, this is like a really good thing. I'm going to get pregnant easily. Even though in the back of my mind, I thought maybe I'm going to have trouble. Like there was something telling me. Interesting. Yeah. Like at least like I was afraid of it a little bit. Basically, you know, always regular um, 28 day cycles. Like it's like a dream for like a person trying to get pregnant, essentially, I thought. Um, So basically 2019, I decided I was ready. I even like told friends that I was, I told you yeah. in a car. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. And you were sort of like, whoa. I, was, I know exactly where I was yes, too. Yes, me too. Yeah, I was like, I was in Austin, but I remember the house. I remember exactly no, where no, I was. No, no, you were in town. No. I told you, yes, we went to a wine bar. Oh, right. And you dropped me off at, my, at our old, yes. at Greg and my old place. Yes. He was out of town and I told yes. you and you were like, I think you were kind of freaked out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, on the other end of the spectrum, I, I don't know anything about this world of fertility, so I really want to give Paris the floor to, like, explain it all and, and for us to all either educate ourselves or also feel like you're not alone in it, but I yeah. definitely feel like as a friend of someone who's trying to get pregnant you're like oh my gosh you're just you're it's a whole nother world where you're like oh the dynamic's gonna change but also yeah. oh my god it's it's gonna be amazing but whoa I know we were we were like 10 years old like yeah, yesterday and I we know. were wanting to hang out and play and now you're like I want to have a kid yeah that's so crazy it's so weird it is as a friend I totally relate with that yeah. and and you know me knowing me I was like whoa this is a big deal yeah. that I was like Huge. I'm ready to do this and I I told a couple other people and like I was like just starting to be really excited about the idea which before I had always been and I will touch on why I think there's many reasons why but I had always been really hesitant and kind of pushed away the idea of motherhood but essentially I was really excited and flashback but also in this timeline fast forward this is the beginning of 2020 essentially was like that was the moment in which we it was go time we're like we're gonna start it was february 2020 i was really hopeful i was really excited you know a friend of mine had made a joke like you guys are gonna be one and it's gonna happen immediately like it was just there's so many things and excitement surrounding it and then simultaneously one friend of ours that was close to us was pregnant And so I was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. I'm going to get pregnant at a similar time as some of my friends. This is amazing because a lot of them weren't pregnant. So that was really exciting. What happened was 
<laughs> I was in Europe, February 2020. It was go time, ovulation time. You know, my ladies know that are trying, know what that looks like, or that are not trying. Yeah. Know when you should know when you're ovulating if you can. Um, so I, I knew I was really excited. I think I was in Germany or something, and I was like, woo. So <laughs> basically, that's so random. But basically, five days into the process, I got really sick. And I didn't know why I was sick. Drum roll, please. I had COVID. Oh, no. So I got COVID in Europe. Before COVID was like known that it was anywhere besides Wuhan. And so I had it really bad. It was pretty traumatic. I was like coughing up blood at some point. It was it was really gnarly. And so essentially what happened was I went on an antibiotic. Like the rumor mill started like friendly in a friendly way. The rumor mill started that like, oh, no, Paris is pregnant. So like everyone thought I was pregnant. It was like this whole like, oh my gosh, she's pregnant. She looks pregnant. She seems pregnant. She's glowing. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I pregnant? So I came home to LA. I told my other best friend that I, that I thought maybe I was pregnant. I was ready. A couple days later, I got my period. Yeah. Obviously it's one month of trying, but I was still disappointed. Like even the first month I was like, ooh, okay, that is hurting in a new way. Every other month before I was ready, I was so happy to get my period. Yeah. Like there were moments, which I can go into another time, where like I was really scared that I'd be pregnant because I wanted to focus on my career. I didn't, I wasn't ready. It hit us pretty hard the first month. And I was like, ooh, okay, so it's not so easy. Okay, totally normal. Like one month if you think you're gonna get pregnant the first month usually you're wrong yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so anyway mind you then covid hits and the lockdown starts so mm. i'm so more time to try m- more time to try <laughs> literally i was like okay yep. this is kind of perfect yeah more time to try but also stress yeah. anxiety a lot of it i'm thinking like okay i'm gonna should i should we keep trying or is this kind of a treacherous like situation Anyway, we end up trying (laughs) more, you know, get my period again, get my period again. Um, The world is a very scary place at that point. Um, And then after six months, I go see a fertility doctor. No, sorry, not a fertility doctor. That's too soon. Kind of. But I saw an an OBGYN and she looked, you know, wanted to like basically wanted to know my history six months is not a long time for people trying so she was not concerned it's that started the whole my real journey yeah so just you know for a little teaser I'm trying I've been trying with my husband for two and a half years now today present day so as you can imagine there's a lot (laughs) that's gone on and a lot of emotions um yeah, that's really heavy. I mean, like you're you're yeah. you're dealing with the not quite understanding why this isn't mm-hmm. working as easily as it looks like it's working for other people, but also mm-hmm. the world is so uncertain. Yeah. And so you have like it, it seems like it would be a, like a perfect mix, yeah. but like at the same time there is anxiety. Like how long mm-hmm. is COVID going to last yeah. and what is COVID? Yeah. And there's we we're wearing double masks and yeah. and all these things are happening and then you're at home and you're like this also isn't working yeah. like this yes. just like yes. frustration yes. galore i would think well you have no control that yeah. that to me is like the whole so much of that has been has plagued me because i am 
a control freak. Like I didn't really know how much I was until this experience, I would say COVID and trying to get pregnant. But six months in, um, when I go to the doc, the OBGYN, she looks at my neck and she's like, oh, I feel like maybe you have a thyroid condition. Oh, interesting. And that can prevent you from getting pregnant. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, answers. Like, just tell me, is this mm-hmm. the answer? And mind you, my brother and my mom have Hajimoto's, which is a thyroid condition. And so I thought, wow, I've I've always kind of had the thought, maybe I'll get that. I've always tested my levels. But I thought, maybe this is the answer. Maybe I have a thyroid condition. So I go to see a specialist for thyroid. They they do an ultrasound on my neck, which is very uncomfortable. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you have some polyps. So I was like, what does that mean? Kind of freaked me out. You know, you don't know what that means when you're not a doctor. And they're like, we need further testing to make sure. So then I had to go to a that was just an ultrasound person. But then I had to go to a thyroid specialist and I had all the tests done that I needed, blood work, and essentially my results were fine. There was no Could red the flags. the have been from singing? Pol- no, I think that they're just normal, okay. but no one does, no one checks yeah. your thyroid. So it's like, but I do need to watch them apparently. Okay. Mostly what it is is like I have like a, this is ridiculous, but I have a thinner neck. Like, oh. my neck is thinner, and so, like, my, my Lucky you. things are... <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, but I have more um, prominent thyroid. So that was why she checked it. So basically, you know, you get that news that everything's good, and I'm like, okay, yeah. this okay, is checking exciting. checking off the box of yes. going, I'm good, but also, this isn't it. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. So, okay, on to something else. So then I get a really, like, early mysterious period. Okay. I don't know if I've told you this. No. And I was like, this is weird. This is different. I don't know what this is. Without being too graphic, it was like a different color. It was like darker. It was, and it lasted longer. Oh, interesting. So okay. I was very concerned. Because you have been regular. Yes. You have been yes. on the dot regular. I'm fully on the dot. Got it. This journey. I'm like forgetting. Now that I'm telling it, I'm yeah. like, there's so many ups and downs. Oh my gosh hopefully this helps someone that's listening that's been through this. I mean, one, I think it's definitely going to help one or more people, but also I think it's good for you to share this stuff because like I think it's going to be so great when you are pregnant and Mm. you get to look back and it was, but like that's how much you wanted this baby. Like I I think there's like, there will be a full circle. I hope and pray so. I mean, it's going to happen, but yes. But continue. (laughs) As I... This is As definitely going to be part right. two. Oh, no, by like three. Yeah, it, gonna be, it, we're gonna we're gonna we're just <laughs> hitting the tip of the iceberg at this point. But where was I? I? So so I get this this heavier period. I talked to my OBGYN that had sent me the thyroid specialist, and she was not concerned. She was like, "Oh, um, okay, well, that could be kind of flippantly like, oh, that could be a chemical pregnancy." Hmm. which means that you are pregnant for like very short amount of time. I'm not scientifically sure if this is exact, but like you're pregnant like for like a week or something and then you lose yep. the baby. So it's super early. So like it's not even really like it, it's not actually But she said this off miscarriage. the cuff. She didn't say this. Yeah, no, it was okay. just like casual. And I was kind of like, I believe that's the timeline. But I, I was kind of like, freaked out by that of course and like what does this mean but I also had some hope because I thought 
well, if I can get pregnant and miscarriage, that's kind of a is as heartbreaking as it is. As early on, is a lot less heartbreaking. Yeah. Personally, it's not when you're trying on and on. But initially, it was like, okay, well, this could be almost a good sign because yeah. it means I can get pregnant. You get pregnant exactly. Yeah. So, but I still was like completely out of it and just like, what is going on? Um. There were there was maybe a two month period in that six months that Greg and I didn't try. So it was like Got a it. fake six months because of COVID. But anyway, then I get that, you know, I guess chemical pregnancy. And then I get a rash on my chest. What? Yeah. What? So, and it was like this really bizarre thing. I go back to the doctor. But you're not oh, taking... No, wait. I'm sorry. The yeah. rash happened. That's why I went to the doctor. I didn't go for fertility. That's right. Okay. I went for, sorry, backtracking. I went for the rash, which then sent me to the thyroid doctor, which then sent me to a dermatologist. They had to check me out. I was freaking out, thinking there's something terribly wrong with me. But at this point, you're not taking anything for pregnancy. Nope, nothing. You were naturally like, trying. Yeah. So yeah. this rash Out of in your mind could be also covid related right covid related yeah. in my mind i thought is this something serious underlying disease that came up Got yeah it. Okay. and so that's you know stopping me from getting pregnant so anyway i get this rash it was there it was like a bruise looking thing and then the dermatologist was going to take a sample of it and then they were like actually just let's watch it because it's yeah. going to leave a scar so then I'm on edge thinking, okay, I've got this thing. What is this? So basically I wait like a month. I think it maybe took like six weeks for this to go away. And it did go away. But so no one knows what no it was. One knows. But basically like I have, and this is why like COVID has been yeah. a little more freaky for me. I have like some potential underlying autoimmune stuff, maybe from having mono, which we can talk about <laughs> um, as a teen, but it was just very confusing and stressful. So anyway, the rash goes away. You know, I'm still confused about why that happened to this day. But I end up just keep trying, like keeping trying. But at this point, this is really important for listeners that are trying to conceive. I had never been aware of like the male side of fertility or infertility I mean, for that takes, matter. Yeah, it takes yeah, two people. Yeah, it takes two yep. people. And that the next step was okay let's get greg checked because we need to know what's going on on his end because i had done a bunch of blood work and i you know everything was fine seemingly anyway we get his um results and they were like on the lower end and so then we're like okay what does that mean (laughs) he said okay he's a really great candidate for something called iui I had never heard of IUI. No clue what that was. Um, I think IVF is it's talked about way more than IUI. Yes, Yes. exactly. Exactly. So I was like, what is IUI? We learned what it is. Yeah. So mind you, I, you know, we get that. It's a little bit of a like stomach drop because you're like, okay, there is something maybe that is holding us back and what does that really mean and who knows so mm-hmm. essentially with that information we continue trying naturally because yeah. the doctor was like okay i think you guys just keep trying with basically if you're within a year window yep. you're it's kind of normal okay six months i'd say is really normal a year is like you're not really going to a fertility doctor yet because you're like i've you know we gotta yeah we're checking off little boxes of starts to finish exactly so anyway we keep trying you know i keep getting my period it's like you're reading into everything though you're like okay 
um, I feel a little nauseous. Does that mean I'm pregnant? Wow. Like, okay, in this, because the, the period in which you ovulate, it's a two week period until you get your period. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just on eggshells and you're also like, for me, I was like, okay, I shouldn't drink as much. I need to really watch this. And people are kind of like looking at you funny that you're not drinking. Oh, you should drink and have fun. But it's not that easy. Yeah. When you're in this place, you're like, I need to do everything I can to prepare my body and have a healthy body. And so it just becomes this like dialogue of like just such a mess in your head. And um, after a year, we, you know, I'm naturally trying. We're like, okay, we need to probably find a fertility doctor yeah. because at that point, by the way, when I wanted to get pregnant, I was 32. So that's older. Yeah. I was very aware of that. And so 32 happens, 33 happens. I believe I was 34 when I saw a fertility doctor for the first time. It was really intimidating, it was really overwhelming. Like the first person I saw, I felt like I was walking into like a Black Mirror episode. Wow. <laughs> and like it was like a baby, like it just seemed really cold. Yeah. Oh, mind you, backtracking. My I saw my OBGYN and he, I have a male OBGYN, he was like super I did all my tests and he was like, You are so your body is so right for this. Yeah. Everything, your ovulations, ovulation is off the chart. Everything's amazing. I sent him Greg's result, results and he's like, everything looks good. He's like, just call me when you're pregnant. Like basically that wow. was the, but then that's right. Then it was like six months after that, still not getting pregnant. Yeah. So I call him and he says, okay, I, I can connect you to a fertility doctor. So I went to that fertility doctor kind of blindly just off of my OBGYN's uh, recommendation and then I go and Greg and I go we're excited we're nervous and basically this is when the story gets kind of interesting and like I don't know if any listen listeners are going to understand this but go in and it's very expensive and they tell you kind of right away at this particular clinic how much money is going to be spent and for we did genetic testing we did all these things which all we those were tests happy. cost money? Oh, so much money. Oh, wow. Like $500 to get genetically tested. Yeah. To make sure that you guys are, that there's nothing like that you would pass on. Wow. That would be. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. To do that, we did that. I had nothing, literally no genetic um, things. And then Greg had a few, but it doesn't matter. Both need to be carriers, both sides. Got it. So anyway, we, that was amazing news. And then the process started where they were like, okay, just let us know when you want to start IUI because all your results are great because uh, I tested again. Basically, I've tested at this point three different times. This is my third time of blood tests, of making sure everything's okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What is the difference between IUI and IVF? Because I, I feel yeah. like IVF is thrown out yeah. there a lot more, and mm -hmm. I feel like IUI is something that I don't know if a lot of people know about. So only if you want to go question. there. No, no, yeah. of course. Okay. No, I'm I'm cool. so happy to. IUI is um I did not know this actually in detail until very recently, which I'll get into, but IUI is a process in which the male does a sperm sample. Got it. At the clinic that you go to, you can do it at OBGYN. They're just not as specialized. Right. So like if you go to a clinic, it's fertility clinic, it's going to be way more thorough. Yeah the doctors spin the sperm sample so it takes away any of the like 
this is kind of TMI, but like the gunk okay. that sperm has that is. because it's like a lot of like sticky liquid that can make it confusing to go to, to the egg. To the egg. Got it. And and mind you, Greg's results were like, a I think, a motility issue. Basically, it's like the sperm gets confused. Got it. Like doesn't know where to go. Which this could be very common. So common. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, and it, it can be solved with an IUI because the male gives the sperm sample and then the fertility doctor spins the sperm. So it's just the sperm. And then they basically put the sperm through like a little syringe and okay. they... In pl- they put it into directly into your cervix. Got it. So it's way closer to the egg. Got it. So I knew that, but I didn't know that I didn't know that they spin the sperm and that it, it separates it's a whole it. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Great. we knew we're gonna do that, but it was more of a matter of like, what am I gonna do with my career? Because yeah, we haven't even touched yeah, on that. Exactly. Yet. Because at that point it becomes really real. Cause as much as there's heartache and pain and just distress not getting pregnant naturally then you start to really think okay well how is this going to change my life if if i'm playing god which i don't obviously want to do but if i'm playing god and i'm controlling this situation do i really want to start iui now today yeah greg and i have a conversation okay i think that we should push it off until a couple months from now but we'll continue keep trying there's so many details. I'm like, am I exhausting you guys? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm so enthralled. It's really? like a story where you're like, I want to hear next. I want to hear really? next. Yeah. Well, oh also, we're about to go. I mean, like, obviously, we're going to have to make this a few parts. Yeah. But I mean, we're about to go into a whole nother world where, you know, one, there's a lot of questions around like, why, why, is, why are women considered geriatric yep. at 35? Yeah. Like, why is that word thrown around? But also, mm-hmm. let's go back even further. It's just scary. To it's say, just, yeah. yeah, it's a word just that's like, that. it's one of those words where you're like, oh, in a hospital, and you're like, I don't want to hear that yeah. word. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Um, but also, your career, mm-hmm. I think, is always taking off. But there are bigger, pivotal uh, jumps that you're doing. And I feel like that is... that is a juggling thing that you're doing of going, I want to be pregnant. I want a baby. But also I'm on the precipice of like something I've always wanted and it's about to happen. How Mm. do you mold these two things together? How do you reconcile them? Yeah. Yep. What do you do? I feel like, should we? I think we should pause. But before we pause on this story, I just want to, I feel like this is important to share where my mindset came from this whole situation when I was 20 years old I was in a band with my brothers we had a really exciting trajectory and we were doing a lot of stuff we were signed um to Interscope we had management that was like Black Eyed Peas manager my brother Reeve was a lead singer and I was a background singer Zane was a guitar player And basically, when I was 20 years old, I'd been on the road for two years, left college, everything. And the managers took me out to dinner at the Beverly Hills Hotel with my brothers and my mom. What I thought was a really like normal meeting, a fun meeting, turned into them basically saying to me in these words verbatim, Paris you don't want to do this. You don't want to be in a band with your brothers. You, you want to get married. You want to have kids. 
Womp, womp, yeah, womp. what? Sorry. I got fired. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like, so, what? Yeah. So, and I know you know the story, Divya, but yeah. they put on me as if all that I was worth was having a kid. Mind you, I was dating someone that I did not marry. Um, I did not want to have kids. I was 20 years old. But I think for me, that's a part of my story that's really important because it informed me and made me kind of reject the idea of motherhood and resent it and think, no, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do this in my career. I'm going to prove them wrong. So when you get to a place and you're, gosh, 12 years later, so it's like I've been kind of balancing all of these things. And um, I think for today, we're going to leave it yeah, there. Leave it Guys, this is going to be a long one. But just so you know, I am with you. I know that every situation is different, but I know the pain that this experience causes. And I want you to know that you're not alone and I can relate in my own way. It's a very, very difficult journey, but thankfully there are possibilities and science is dope. Science is dope. (laughs) You're also dope. Um, And I want to just thank you so much for sharing this because I think that you're being so vulnerable right now. And I am just like, <laughs> if you guys only knew like what you're about to like listen to or what you just heard or what you're going to listen to in this part two, like she is basically just giving everybody this beautiful handbook Scary. of the things that she did so that like y'all know you're not alone, but also yeah. like it's crazy to share these stories. It is not easy. It is, it is, it is one of those things where you're like, should I, should I not? What? But also, it's so beautiful that 12 years later, you get to be standing here going, not only have I become a singer, not only am I the best songwriter like in oh the gosh, world, but I also get to have both. Mm. And those guys from Interscope, I'm going to, I'm going to cuss because our podcast, ah, yeah. they can go fuck themselves. Like they can literally go fuck themselves because for them to say that to you mm-hmm. at 20, mm-hmm. at a dinner table with your family, your, mm-hmm. your partners, your band partners, yeah. brothers. Oh, like, Bye. Yeah, like, goodbye. Yeah, that's what Greg's favorite thing to say is he's like, "Look at you now, babe." Yeah, <laughs> like they wish, and I'm like, uh, "We're gonna dive more into that." Yeah, some episode. What the f is wrong the surface. with the music industry and yep. entertainment? Um, but thank you guys for listening. I really hope that you get something out of this, and that you, uh, I'm like, at a loss for words that I just shared all that, but. No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. We love you guys. And um, part two's coming. Part two's coming. Bye. <laughs> Bye.